0: Is being a night owl hazardous to your health? Morning people tend to live longer than night owls, according to new research. It may have less to do with sleep and more to do with what happens when you're awake. They said Hmm. mortality risk in night owls was mainly tied to smoking and alcohol.
1: Huh. No kidding. I think it would be like to uh, driving while you're really tired. Ooh, that's so dangerous. Yeah, yeah. but, But people that are night owls, they tend... You know, to do that, they don't realize how sleepy they are. They get behind the wheel half hour into mm-hmm. the drive. You're like, all of a sudden, where? how many exits did I pass? Ooh, so Not scary. that I've done that.
0: Kev, <laughs> you know how there's been a couple of times where one of your daughters or your son will be in the radio studio with us and yeah. on the air and you're mm-hmm. just like beaming? Oh, yeah. Well, there's a story I'll tell you in just a minute where you're going to be like, oh, I can so relate to this guy. Mm. I'll tell you about it in just a minute. So I've watched you, Kev. When we've had one of your daughters or your son on the radio with us, you are just beaming. Yeah. Especially that time your son performed oh, right. on the air, yeah, the drummer, yeah, yeah with the, the he artist. He was on the road
1: and he dropped by yeah, and did the song. Yeah, that it was That cool. was super
0: cool. So you're going to relate to this guy and what he's going through right now. Adam Sandler is making a new movie. Yeah. And his wife and his two daughters are starring in it with him. Mm. I mean, can you imagine what a feeling that is for him to be yeah. on set with them? No kidding. The movie is—it's uh, going to be a family story, and it's called "You Are So Not Invited to My Bar Mitzvah."
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: so it'll be interesting to see what it's like to watch him on scene, yeah. you know, on set with his wife and his two daughters.
1: So summertime is traditionally when they come out with the car chase, shoot 'em up movies, right? Adventure movies. They call like around Christmas time is when they have movies for adults. Um, But do you ever wonder why it seems to be like retreads? It's Shazam 7 and Fast and Furious 15. There's a reason for that. I'll tell you what it is next. So you're looking forward to any of the big blockbuster movies that are uh, coming out yes. this summer? Yeah. Yes. Uh, let me take a guess which one you're looking oh, forward you, to. I think is, you know me well Is enough. it... The, mm, let's see, is it the Indiana Jones, the new Indiana Jones I didn't movie? I know that's there coming was out? one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's I had no Indiana clue. That's out. awesome. That, or I it would was guess
0: something else I had in mind. I would
1: guess Mission Impossible.
0: Mission Impossible. I cannot wait for that one. Do you ever
1: wonder why they keep retreading all these movies? Like, is there, are there any new heroes, any new stories that they think will be compelled by and is it and nostalgia? Buy into? Nope. It's, um, it's what movie, what screenwriters call IP, intellectual property. And it's movie studios, they long for, love for, thirst for stuff that already exists. That's already what they call an intellectual property. Anything else is considered a risk. And Pixar just like lost a bunch of money on some new movie they new animated movie they put out I forget. elemental elemental mm-hmm. right and like people didn't
0: own any mantle. people landscape. are losing
1: their jobs over it right so right. they are and they're like that's called an I, that's an I, uh, that is not an ip so you've got coming out this summer other ip movies ninja turtles There's another ninja Turtle really? movie coming out huh. um the that's barbie funny. movie even though it's new to the movies everybody has an idea who barbie and ken are right so that's that's an ip hmm. movie uh, Mission Impossible and Indiana Jones—they're all they—they they don't. Interesting. It's not that they don't think we don't want new movies or new ideas and new stories. They know we don't want them.
0: But it's it's so weird because you look at other hits like I don't know. Let's go to Pixar or an animated uh, Coco. Was huge mm-hmm. at no mental landscape whatsoever. Right, all brand new. Right. Well, we loved it. But those
1: are very, those are the outliers. Movie up. Those are very rare, very out- very outlier things. And you said just the other day you're going to go see a movie just to see a short of Up. Why?
0: Yeah, it owns it already, mental landscape. Already owns part of I your brain. And I love the movie Up.
1: There you go. And this movie th- movie studios recognize that. Oh, so
0: you want to hear something funny? The re- I am so excited about Mission Impossible. Get this. I have not seen a trailer, and I don't want to see one until—that's how much I love the movies, huh. the franchise. I don't want the trailer to be a spoiler.
1: I just want—we cut should—let's come up with some, uh, like, if, if movies that have not been having remakes, like Forrest Gump. And let's come up with titles for what the remake would be, okay? Oh, we'll, man. We'll, we'll do that next. We're having some fun coming up with alternative names or or make-believe names for movies that they never made sequels for. So what, yeah. you came up with a couple, Taylor? Yeah, I what do. Um,
0: there's one, you know, E.T. never got a sequel. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be called E.T. is Tired of Being at Home.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, there's a, a movie I love called Man from Uncle.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. They, um, didn't they, I, I thought they were going to make another one of those.
0: Well, there's an old, old black and white one, and then there's mm-hmm. a new one, but there's no sequel um, to the movie, right? Yeah, I love Alicia Vikander. She's such a good actress. So I think it—they need a new one called "Woman from Aunt,"
2: A U N T. <laughs>
0: and uh, the only other one I could come up with is um, apparently there's never been a sequel to Mean Girls, and so I think they grow up and become—we'll call the movie "Nice Moms."
1: <laughs> <laughs> they Have a change of heart.
0: Yeah. Diaper they, they changing go to church, diapers. They start going to Bible study. There you go. And they become nice moms. There
1: you go. All right, so I came up with uh, uh, Forrest Gump. Yeah, you know, Gump returns, and he's even gumpier. His <laughs> gumpier a word. And Now it is. Did they make a Lion King 2? I, I, I know they had endless, like, cartoony, like, 30-minute The Adventures of Timon and Tim... Um, you know, Pumbaa and Timon. But I don't know if they ever officially... Oh. Had a Lion King Lion 2. Lion King
0: 2, Simba's pride.
1: Oh, okay, so they did. Yeah. My bad. Then this will be Lion King 3. And in the age of diversity and equality we live in, of course, it's got to be the Lion Queen. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Instead of the Lion King. Okay, so Taylor, our house is, we're, we're kind of in an upside down, like a, a free fall right now. And it's because we're having work done on our back deck, which means our gates are open and our five dogs, we can't just let them out. Oh no. We have to take them for a walk. Oh. And here's the problem. If you take, usually what will happen is Tracy will take one and I'll walk two. That means the other two go absolutely crazy. Oh,
0: they feel so rejected. Because, yeah,
1: because they're being left behind. Yeah, it's
0: the worst punishment. So they're like
1: ever. And running Aww. around, and we've tried to like go out the garage, and it's 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 absolutely turned our lives into a. Tizzy. And then when
0: you do the swap and you take the other two and the three get stuck, are they oh, yeah. are they upset too? Or they realize no? Oh yeah, we already no, they went. get yeah. They're if just they're as upset. not
1: the one being walked, yeah. they lose it.
0: It's totally. Reject- <laughs> for a pack animal. Aww. You probably would do anything just to be able to spend t- more time with the kids, right? Well, coming up, check out what this dad did. Would you do anything just to be able to spend more time with your kids? Check out what this dad did. James is a former Marine, and in order to spend more time with his 19-year-old daughter, he took a second job at the bakery and deli counter at the local grocery store So he could work next to her. She would come up from work and just be like, dad, Hmm. we're so short staffed. It's so stressful. It's so crazy. And he's like, you know what? I can help with that. And uh, it's pretty cool. Ever since she was born, the two of them have been inseparable. Aston has been working at the Food Lion for about two years now. And now dad works right alongside with her. What's super cool, <laughs> his daughter is now his boss. James said his daughter has overcome being OCD and she's overcome depression and he couldn't be more proud of her.
1: That's cool. So when I go to the pool in my neighborhood, you know, we have a neighborhood pool. Uh, it's usually just me. My wife, she doesn't really like sitting by the pool. My kids have outgrown going to the pool. So it's just me. So I sit and I'll take a book. I'll take my AirPods. And a lot of times I just listen to what other people are talking about. Wait till you hear what I eavesdropped on the other day. And I want to know your reaction and what this means, what the conversation I heard and what it would mean if your family was having it. Next. I can remember taking the kids to the pool uh, when they were little. And one of the things they used to love to do is they pull a couple of chairs together. So they were back to back and about, I don't know, two feet apart. And they put their towels, they drape them over one to the other. They make like a little hut for themselves oh, they'd sit under there like crisscross applesauce and eat their lunch and stuff um and then we were never the family that said you have to wait 20 minutes before you go swimming we we're like ah pff, get back in there yeah <laughs> it was fun. Uh, but nowadays well when i go to the pool usually it's not me carrying towels and you know floaties and everything else it's just me which is great It just i'm loose and fancy free i take like my big drink cup some sunscreen a towel that's it and I'll sit and occasionally I'll listen. And the other day I was there. The pool was, pool was pretty packed. Kids were all in the pool. And moms and dads were all around the tables and the chairs and stuff. Where there were these boys playing together. And they were there with mom and dad. And one of the boys, did, I don't know if he pushed, him under, pushed his brother underwater or took his toy or something. But he yelled the classic line, I'm telling! <laughs> and he ran up to, yes, he ran. You're not supposed to run at the pool. But he ran to the other end of the pool. And I sat there and I thought, okay, when he said I'm telling, does that mean I'm telling mom or I'm telling dad? And who is it in your family if the kids yell, I'm telling, who is it that gets told to? Is it mom or is it dad? Give us a call. Who are the kids more likely to run up to and tell? Regina. So at the pool the other day, two boys were they were roughhousing in the pool and one of them yelled, I'm telling and ran up to mom and dad and I couldn't see who it was that they told mom or dad. So in your family, who's what parent is most likely to hear the complaint from the kids?
2: Well, when my kids were growing up, it was always me. And now that I have grandkids, it's always me. They come running to Nana to to (laughs) tell on the other. (laughs) You know
0: what's funny? For me, Regina, it's so mom that I've never, ever in my life heard someone say, I'm telling. It's always... I'm telling mom, hmm. it's always three words. Hmm.
1: This kid just left it generic. Yeah. Maybe that was he thought that was scarier <laughs> <laughs> to, to his sibling who he, he was mad at. In our family, it usually meant Tracy. They would go to, because they were more likely to get my wife's sympathetic ear than mine. I'd be like, ah, go figure it out.
2: <laughs> my, I was always the disciplinary in, in my family, so they knew they would get the other in trouble. If they
1: oh, me. gotcha. More likely to have a penalty imposed if they told you. Yeah. Got it.
0: Hey, this is your guaranteed to put you in a good mood story of the day. Good news. Did you do something super creative or unique for your wedding ceremony? Check out what this bride did. Instead of having a flower girl... She had a flower granddad. Rachel's granddad (laughs) had a fall and he had to be resuscitated after his airway was blocked. It was so scary. Doctors said that if he did survive, he would never walk again. So to motivate granddad to get back to full health, Rachel asked him to be her flower granddad Hmm. in her wedding. He had 16 months to get ready. And sure enough, he pulled it off at 95 years old. Joyfully throwing those petals down the aisle for his (laughs) granddaughter—it's the cutest thing ever. That's awesome. Got to Google the video; it's so cute. There's a
1: uh, a friend of mine, um, Ace, who's a guitarist in L.A. Guns. He's like rock and roll guy, right? Long black hair. He's got tattoos all over his arms and everything. One, One of his friends was getting married. And they didn't have a flower girl at the ceremony. He's like, I'll do it. <laughs> he, he was there. The basket, the petals, the whole bit. That's funny. So, yeah, those, those kind of moments are priceless, right?
0: Coming up, more evidence that moms and dads never get a day off. Have you noticed lately that moms and dads absolutely never get a day off? Hmm. During a Father's Day game at Fenway Park in Boston, a foul ball got hit into the stands. And this guy caught it and was so sweet to turn around and hand it to a little boy named Charlie, who was sitting right behind him with his dad and his older brother. Well, without thinking, and in seconds, Charlie threw the ball back onto the field. (laughs) His older brother, Jack, was so upset. He started bawling. He was inconsolable. Their dad was right there in the middle trying to console both kids at one time. He
1: was very excited to get the ball, but so excited that he made a nice throw out to left field. And um, his brother was a little upset, but we're, we're recovering.
0: The Red Sox <laughs> were so nice to get Jack an autograph ball and a jersey Wow! and console him. But in this scene where, like, the guy comes up and gives him the stuff and they're mm-hmm. on microphone, like, how did you feel? Uh, the little one, Charlie, he hmm. was still hiding his face in daddy's shoulders and crying. He's, <laughs> his, his big brother had Dad, probably just like, shamed him.
1: Dad before the game is like, I'm going to have a great day at the ballpark with my boys. Four hours later, he's national news. <laughs> yeah,
0: and exhausted from trying to comfort both of them.
1: So it can be a tough job teaching your kids the value of a dollar, right? We'd like to swap some ideas on How do you do that? How do you help your kids understand how hard it is to earn money and why you should spend it wisely? Let's talk about that next. We're talking about your kids and how do you teach them the value of money, of a a dollar bill. It can be hard, right? It can be really hard. I remember one time we were out with our kids um, when they were little, Taylor, and one of our kids, they wanted a toy or something. And I said, we don't we don't have the money for that right now. So do you know what they said? What? What? Well, can you use your credit card?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's magic it's like, money. No, you don't understand. <laughs>
1: I'm saying we are not spending money on that right now in any form. But they didn't, in their, in their little brain, understand Oh, you still have to pay for it, even though you're just swiping or whatever. Um, So what are some tips and tricks that maybe we can share with each other of teaching your kids the value of a dollar? We'd love to hear from you. I'd say in our family, we did the classic like chores had a specific dollar amount, particularly if we had a vacation coming up or something. We'd be like, okay, if you do this, this and this, you get X amount of dollars and then you'll have them for vacation. And we'd always say too, like, and we're not giving it to you now. We're keeping it until the trip (laughs) because they'd blow it and we'd go on vacation and they'd have nothing and we'd wind up spending money anyway. So that was one little thing we did, assigning dollar amounts to different chores and different things that they had to get done every day, every week or whatever. But what do you do? We'd love to hear from you.
0: Hey, Carrie, it's Kevin and Taylor. So what's your favorite trick to teach kids the value of money? Um, I've talked to my kids about how many hours of work it would take to make that. Um, and like a regular part-time job at like a fast food restaurant. Mm. So if they want a pair of tennis shoes that are, you know, let's say 50 or $60, then, you know, I'd explain it could take, you know, 10 hours yeah. or more to
2: make those shoes.
0: That is so brilliant. I used to do that. I measured it in babysitting. I was like, oh man, <laughs> if I want smart. those Nikes, I got to babysit like 20 hours to get them.
2: <laughs> that definitely makes sense.
1: Yeah, that, I, I think that's a great way to illustrate how hard it is to earn that money and then to you know be really wise with how you're spending it. Absolutely. So when you think of the border between the U.S. and Mexico, you probably have images of them build the wall or um, people, you know, illegal people coming into the country. It's all usually negative news coming from border towns, right? Well, not so in uh, Laredo, Texas and Nueve Laredo. They're sister cities on each side of the border and there's a pedestrian bridge connecting the two towns. And they see people go back and forth freely. Like kids in the, on the Mexican side will go to school in the American side, American people on the American side will work on the Mexican side. It's almost like they are two towns that are, they're separated by a river, but that's it. The culture, I mean, families, one part of your family lives on one side, one part lives on, on the other. So they get along pretty great. And one thing that helps foster that is there's a baseball team, a minor league baseball team, that plays in the Mexican league and they play half their games on the Mexican side and half their games on the U S side. How fun. Isn't that cool? And yeah, they, they say that the, 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 I don't know, the slogan of the team is two nations, one team. Love it. And aside from a couple of years, they've always, they've always done it that way. And they say that the crowds are a little more festive and rowdy on the Mexican side, <laughs> <laughs> but that both towns embrace them and they're, their team. That's but, so cool. Isn't that cool? I, I thought that was a great Love story that because story. you like I said, just, you just you you hear like, hey, did you hear about the border? And you always think it's gonna be something negative. Right. Um, but no, that's really cool. And the players, by the way, live on both sides. And like if they're players live on the American side and there's a game on the Mexican side, they just walk across the bridge, play their game, and go back home. Vice mm-hmm.
0: versa. It's pretty cool. Ooh, I cannot wait to talk to our producer Griffin. He said that his wife, Sarah. Was cleaning the house like he's never seen last night. Hmm. So I wonder what's up.
1: Company's coming. Must must be. Maybe. Somebody's coming for a visit. We'll find out what it is next. So uh, Griff, I want to give it a guess as to why your wife is uh, on a cleaning frenzy. Why the house is cleaner than you've ever seen it before. You yeah. have company coming. Oh yeah. For yeah, sure. Is that <laughs> yeah, it? Overnight. I, I it. Someone's, Someone's I it. coming it over. Yeah. I is mean. it
0: overnight or just for dinner? Oh, it's just
1: like a quick meeting. It's a, oh. and is it, It's not just somebody. It's no. got to be somebody it is
0: a quick meeting
1: wait 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 wait. i know who who would you want to be that clean for your pastor is coming over you're right that's exactly ah, right. what i thought.
0: i guessed ah, it too we're good
1: give yes. me of these, taylor boom, boom. Yeah.
2: one of the pastors from the church is stopping by you know my wife's in charge of a bunch of classes and stuff uh-huh. and uh, yeah. they're just going to meet about a few things real quick and um, that person lives close by to our house, so they're going to stop by. Oh. And so last night, my wife is, like, dusting things I didn't know needed to be dusted. never been dusted before. You know, that little pile of, like, mail and library books and stuff that just sits in the kitchen. Right. That's all put away now suddenly. It's, if,
0: if she's like me, it's shoved underneath.
2: Oh, yeah. I'm sure stuff is shoved in certain places. <laughs> and then I places. can't remember where I put it right.
0: later. I'm like, shoot, where did I put it when I was speed cleaning? Better,
1: better hope while he's there you don't need to get any, like, I don't know, scissors or scotch tape or something because right. you're going to have to
2: open that drawer. Right. <laughs> so yeah, it was all on, you know, make sure the litter box is totally fresh with brand new litter, laundry's folded, yeah. it was all on. Man. That's kind of so, like here, yeah. at
1: the, you know, or the, here at the radio station or any place of business when people from corporate come yeah. to visit. Remember my joke used to be, they, they think the whole world smells like uh, carpet fresh? Yes. Because people would put that down everywhere and vacuum it up. <laughs> They'd be like, oh, wow, the whole world must smell this way. Now, did you help at all? Or were you like, honey, I
2: think you're going way over the top. This is uh, totally unnecessary. No, I, I helped some. I went and mowed the backyard, you know, in case they look wow. out the window.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I am so good there. One time we threw a party at her house, and I spent so much time on the yard, yeah. and no one went out there. Yeah. Like
1: not yeah. even no one's one gonna fight. go out, there, so But next, yeah. you know. next time Sarah wants you to do anything out in the yard, she could just say, uh, hey, the pastor's coming." Yeah. so <laughs> uh, yes, you <laughs> better get the out there. <laughs> then after you get it done, you go, oh, he canceled. <laughs> <laughs> he, he couldn't make it. We'll have to reschedule sometime.
0: <laughs> I think you could say this to a five year old and a fifty five year old. Have you noticed that the older our parents get, the quirkier they get? <laughs>
1: <laughs> my kids would agree. <laughs> We're going to talk about that next.
0: Would you agree that you could you could say to someone, like, whether they're 5 or 55, our parents get more and more quirky as the years go by?
1: Oh, totally. <laughs> I but think it's that, true. That's true of everybody. Right? Yeah, Not yeah, just parents, exactly.
0: But. Well, um, some friend of ours, they have the, the funniest, quirkiest thing uh, about his mom. And talking about my friends, he- Heidi and Mike. Uh, So Mike's mom has a parrot as a pet. She loves this parrot. The parrot goes everywhere with her. Uh, They came to visit. I think I told this story on the show not too long ago. They came to visit and they wanted to to go out to eat. And Mike's mom was like, no, no, no. We can't leave the parrot because you've done some renovation in your house and the parrot might be unsure of himself. (laughs) And... They she I'm not making this up. Her son is Michael. We call him Mike. The parrot's name Mm -hmm. is Mikey. No kidding. I'm not making that up. And so (laughs) I'm very excited because we have let Mike know that we would love to be invited to dinner next time his mom and stepdad come to town. And they are all in because like we'll be the buffer but, like, we get to meet Mikey the parrot and experience the whole thing. And
1: Wait a minute, wait Flesh that out. What do you mean you'll be the buffer? What does that mean?
0: Oh, you know what like it's you're like. Whenever there's. You'll, you'll no, inject no, no, no. yourself into the no. group dilemma? dynamics. Whenever there's another, where there's, quote, company, mm-hmm. everyone's on their best behavior. Not
1: parents. Mm-mm. Uh, oh,
0: well, no. I'm Mm-mm. all for it. I want to see think all of it. Know. And, like, his mom has even insinuated that if something happens to her, that Mike needs to take Mikey into his family. <laughs> and so my husband, Glenn, starts going, well, how old is Mikey? Like, how much time is left in this parent's, this life. parents life? And we have never laughed harder. Mike just goes, I don't know. They got him used.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they live a long time, right? Oh, maybe there's a movie I there. I think
0: they live like 50-something years.
1: There's a movie there. Remember The Parent Trap? This could be the parrot <laughs> trap. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes, or but his I will the parrot
1: becomes his sidekick.
0: I'm not sure when um his mom and the parrot, <laughs> Mikey the parrot are coming to town next, yeah. but as soon as we've had our dinner together, I will give a full report afterwards.
1: <laughs> We're talking about how quirky uh parents can get as as they get older um and my wife and I with our kids being young adults, um I try to keep that in mind. Um and not be like, I can remember with, particularly my mom, my dad was pretty cool about it, but my mom, till the day she died, she would think like, okay, that's my child, <laughs> not that's my grown man son who is like, you know, he's got responsibilities. He has a real job and a wife and kids and makes house, makes a house payment and the whole bit. My mom could never view her children that way. Mm-hmm. For some reason, they were always like kids who needed her shepherding and guidance.
0: So you try to teach your kids, treat your kids like adults.
1: Yeah, I try to treat That's treat good. them with the respect of yeah, they're adults. They That's could, awesome. And and even if they're making like if I was making a decision that my mom did not agree with, she would be very vocal about it, very vocal about it. And I never appreciated that. And I try to remember that with my own kids and be like, oh, it's not what I would do, but it's their life. They got to learn, make their own mistakes, or forge their own way. Who mm-hmm. knows? Maybe I'll be wrong. You never know, That's right? Good. So uh, I tr- I didn't say I'm perfect. And my kids might be like, oh, my gosh, my dad said that. That's like my mom. She
0: does such a great job treating us like adults. Like, I mean, she put me on a plane and I flew off to college all by myself. All the other moms and dads helped their kids get into the dorm room and I was on my own. Mm. But then I'll go to visit now as someone who's been out of college for a long time and she'll come rub my arm and go, Honey, I think you need to go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute. What's happening right now? Does she
1: hand you a juice box and pat (laughs) you on the head?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much.